you just kind of have to go for it. I think really just having that confidence and really believing yourself, take that fear and make it into something positive. Welcome to Heart Inspired, the show dedicated to highlighting individuals in their pursuit of authentic leadership. We peel back the layers to uncover the roadblocks we all face, explore the actions we can take, and how to persevere toward the best version of ourselves. I'm your host, Michelle Delgado. In this series, my guests will share how they pushed through the pandemic and other challenges to turn their vision into a reality. Their stories will inspire you to leave self-doubt behind to focus on your goals. Atlanta, 2011, Holly started her career in the bridal business. She has styled an abundance of brides in New York, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey. With over 13 years of experience, she knew it was time to branch out on her own. Her idea was to create something unique, providing a personalized and intimate experience for the bride. In 2021, during the pandemic, Holly pushed through making her vision a reality and launched her mobile bridal boutique. Holly, founder and owner of Holly B Bridal. So Holly, it is so nice to have you on my podcast, Heart Inspired. I'm excited to hear more about your story and how you became an entrepreneur with this amazing business. And before we we do that, I just want to let uh, the audience know that I saw you on TV on uh, you doing a special on your business. And I made my husband rewind so that I can hear it again, because I'm a big fan of Say Yes to the Dress, even though I'm long past (laughs) buying a bridal dress. But I saw it and I was so inspired by your story that I had to find you and reach out to you. So I'm so happy that you uh, accepted my stalking invite. And here we are today to hear all about your business. Thank you. I'm so excited to be on this podcast with you. (laughs) That's awesome. Tell us, Holly, how did this all start? You've been a fan of the bridal business for a number of years. Tell us where it all began. I've, yeah, I've always loved bridal. Um, that's even during a uh, college because I went to school for fashion marketing and I kind of followed the bridal industry within that. Um, I love, there's a couple of different designers that I loved. And from there, um, upon graduating, I went on vacation to Atlanta. And, um, when I was on vacation, I came across a bridal shop that I thought was so cute and lovely and different. I went to go to apply for that position um, as a bridal stylist. And then as I was getting ready to head back to uh, Pennsylvania, I got a call um, on the flight that I got the position. So from there, my, I guess my love and my passion for bridal just kind of whew, just went above and beyond. Wow. So you picked up and moved? Yes, I picked up and moved. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you are brave and you've had a couple of pivots then. <laughs> yes, 100%. So you got the job and that was in what, 2011, you said? That is correct. That was in 2011. And yeah, ever since then, I've been in bridal all across the place. <laughs> in in all the years that you were in that working for somebody else and, and different places, when did you start to have that niche or or feeling that it was time to do something on your own? I always knew that that was something I wanted to do, always, from the beginning. I think the biggest reason is because I come from a family of entrepreneurs. Oh, and okay. there's nothing like having your own baby and where you can 
do things, you know, and, and really execute things, how you really see them. Um, and I don't think anybody who I worked for really executed and did things the way that I really saw them. So it was something that was always there. I think the biggest thing was when would it actually happen? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So during that time that you were working for others, were you able to express your voice as to how you wanted things done? Or were you kind of shy with that? Tell us about that. I think I definitely did. (laughs) I was always a very outspoken individual. I think anybody who knows me knows that. But, you know, again, respectfully, you have to allow people to kind of move how how they want to. And and that's okay, right? Um, But I think for me, I just knew like my, um, I guess my my road would not, you know, end with me being under anybody. It would really be me having my own shop. You mentioned in your family, you are, you come from a family of entrepreneurs. So you had drive and mentorship. Tell us about that. Who was was the big driver for you? I would honestly say both of my parents. My mother had a couple of different restaurants. And then my father, he's still an, um, an entrepreneur. He actually is a contractor and he has been for the past 30 something years. And so having parents both who are entrepreneurs, you see their work ethic, you know, really kind of just help motivate me to be able to have that same type of strength to do the same thing. When you decided to transition, what would you say was the easiest part? I think the experience, having the experience behind me as a bridal Mm -hmm. stylist really has been I guess the biggest ease in and having my own um, bridal shop. Tell us about some of the the challenges that you have as a as an entrepreneur. Ooh, I would say there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, being able to you have to do everything right by yourself in a sense um, where it's not, you're not reliant on, you know, a company being able to bring you brides. It's really you, like you have to go out and find them. I think for me, having the background of being a bridal stylist, I didn't necessarily think it would be as challenging, right. Mm. Um, To, I guess, start, but it definitely, definitely was. And so, like I, like I said, I think having to be able to network and market yourself and really get people to understand the concepts and why it should resonate with them. I, it's just a lot more work, you know, than, than expected, but it's definitely rewarding. Oh, that's great. And so Tell us about when you actually made the shift from employee to entrepreneur. Well, I was working for a company. Honestly, it it was, it's like I said, this has been a dream of mine for a while. Mm -hmm. And when you find that people are coming to you for answers um, on how to do things and, and this, that, and a third, or you find that you're not getting compensated well, or this, Mm. that, and a third, I realized it's my time. You know, I think I felt finally at a point in my life where I'm like, I am ready to do this. I have backing and support now. And so let's just do it. And I think that that's really where things started to switch for me. That's really awesome. And so day one, why mobile? And we'll get into that versus brick and mortar. So I honestly wasn't even 
Sure. I'm mobile. I will give a lot of this credit. And I tell everybody this, I will give that credit to my husband because he was the one who really talked about it. Because again, this was during COVID. His whole thing behind that was really do something different. You know, you're so, you you are so different with how you handle your appointments um, and everything about you as a stylist. You're you're just so different and creative. I want you to be able to do something different. And I think that if you believe in it enough, people will they'll be attracted to it. Yeah. And I think from from that, that's why we decided to do mobile. And then it just happened to work out beneficial because of COVID as well. Um, there were a lot of people whose family members had health issues and they were scared to go into these bridal shops. Um, so now they had a safe place, right, that they're familiar with. Then you have people who were really intimidated by bridal shops, no matter how intimate or small the boutique is, they were really intimidated. So they called upon me. So I wasn't sure on it myself. And then after talking to my husband about it and talking to some family members about it, to me, it felt right. And it has been amazing since then. So walk us through, how does it work? We have a phone consultation. Okay. Um, where we will talk about everything. It's, it's really just personalized. Like I said, we'll, we'll talk about what inspires, um, you know, send me pictures on things that you like, really the kind of the same things that you would do in a bridal shop. And then the biggest thing is we really go over sizing. And then from there, that's when we curate a selection for these brides and we bring everything to the convenience of whatever location they like. We've had people Hosties at hotels. Oh, really? um, oh that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, hotels and also like their homes. And so, yeah, that's when we do a whole setup. And it's very interesting because even though on our social and our website, we have pictures of kind of what the experience is, they still... <laughs> they're still super impressed by the time that we actually finished setting up everything. They're like, I had no idea it was all of this too. So yeah, that's kind of like a walkthrough of the experience. Do you remember your very first bride that you went to and what was that like? I do. So it's very interesting. Usually when you're first starting out, it's friends or friends of a friend. Yeah. And uh, this, this situation, it was a friend's sister. I was so nervous and I felt like I brought <laughs> so many dresses, but we ended up having so much fun. Like it, it was just, it was the best experience to be honest. Like, I just feel like it, it was great because there was a comfort zone in the first place, but to just hear the feedback on, Oh my God, this is so much fun. You know, I can't imagine doing something like this in a shop. Like we're so comfortable. Like they had a whole on the opposite side of the dresses, of course, they had a whole spread of um, food and hors d'oeuvres and things like that. So it was really a nice experience after she found her dress. That celebration, that special watching some of the other shows on TV that you see yes to the dress and they're they're drinking the champagne or whatever. But yes. to have it with your family and whoever you want is really in your own the comfort of your own home sounds amazing. And do you find that now that you've been in business for a little bit, do you find that there are more women coming to you because of being uneasy with image? And women, we all think, oh, we're, you know, a little shy with certain things or being able to have that comfort zone. 
A hundred percent. I want to say that the majority of my client is that girl or is that person. They just are not comfortable with themselves or Mm. they don't like, you know, that attention and that spotlight. Even when it comes down to having to go through racks, right. And pick out the dresses because they're so dependent on the stylist. You know, they don't have to worry about any of that when they're with me. I literally do everything just from a conversation that we had over Mm. the phone. So like, I definitely feel like the majority of my clients are those, you know, who are very intimidated by like just the whole shopping you know, aspects, you know, yeah. they get anxiety. They're not happy with their bodies or, you know, they just don't like shopping, you know? So yeah. definitely my client. And is your client just the bride or who else do you service now? Yeah. I was about to say, so yeah, right now we are just doing bridal. We are working hopefully within the next year to add on mothers um, because I definitely feel like there has been a couple of calls and people wanting that. So that is something that we might get into as well. So you're doing it. We talked about this. You're, you know, the entrepreneur, you do it all through the time that you've started your business. What kind of partnerships do you have or how did you reach those decisions to have different partners to help and support the business? Because you're, you know, are you doing alterations or the other accessories? As far as partnerships, so alterations are always separate, but what I did, and again, because I was in the industry for so long, there are some people who I contacted and connected with, and I use them as a, like an independent contractor. So I do have a list of seamstresses that I recommend. They're not a part of my business, but I do recommend them because I know their work. And then everything else is really on me. Like as far as accessories, there is a private label company that I have worked with for that. But then we also just got into doing our own custom veils. So now we do them here. Yeah. We have that as a little special option too, to kind of match a lot of our dresses. But other than that, yeah, everything is really us. And Holly, do you design as well? Or are you using other designers? I know early in the conversation, you said you've had some favorite designers. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah. So currently, no, not designing. (laughs) Some of our inventory is off the rack dresses, which is basically just like you would go into a department store. What you see, you could take it and you could keep it. And I do work with, I try to get things that are very unique, especially to like this surrounding like South Jersey, Philadelphia area. So I work with vendors who are not located here. And then part of our inventory is made to order, which you try on and we can actually order it in the size that you need. Now, those designers for right now, we are actually exclusive to them, all three of them that we have. And that was something that was kind of important for me as well, as far as being able to have items and dresses that you really can't find everywhere. Oh, that's great. So not only do they get the experience of having family, friends, intimate in their home, but they also have exclusivity of things that are not seen by other brides. You got it. You got oh, it. Especially awesome. like in the, yep, in the South Jersey and, and Philadelphia area. You got it. What's next for you as far as your business? What What's on the deck for before the end of the year and then 2023? 
So let me see. By the end of the year, I think is to have help. <laughs> I definitely want to add an assistant on board. Um, we're just trying to find the right person right now. And I think that will really kind of help the flow. By next year, we're hoping again to add on um, mothers. And not only just that, and hopefully with business picking up, we can also add um, a second van so that we have, we can cover, you know, an even bigger range of territories. And so with a second van, obviously you're going to need somebody who you can trust and, and who would manage that experience to other locations, correct? Or are you looking at just- Yep, that is absolutely okay. correct. That is absolutely correct. So that is something that we'd be looking for as well. Yep, another stylist. I'm going to go back a little bit and talk about, you You went into fashion and design and you specifically bridal. So- when you were little, were you always the, were you the girl who always wanted to vision themselves in a big bridal gown or what, <laughs> why bride? I guess that's the, the question. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I went actually to school for fashion marketing. I chose to do fashion marketing instead of design because it was, you know, I didn't, I didn't know exactly where in fashion I saw myself, right. I didn't want to okay. kind of narrow it down. As a young girl, um, yes, I was doodling all the time. I feel like I was drawing dresses and making different things. I've always been just like that crafty little girl. And I, you know, I got best dress. Like (laughs) I was always that person. And I think there was just always a, a love that I had when it came to fashion. But for me... I like the the luxury side of things. Um, and I think that mm. that's why I kind of, for me, it wasn't just ready to wear clothes, you know, it, to me, it was more so formal events. That's really where I felt like my fire came from. I loved gowns and, and the details behind them and the embroidery and the fabrics and how they drape. To me, that's really where that passion came from to then move into the bridal world. So tell me, or can you tell us without giving up any names, of course, have you had a couple of bridezillas? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I will be honest with you. No. Um, Boy, you're lucky. I, I was about to say, <laughs> since I've had, and, I, and, and let me put it this way. I'm going to preface it this way. Since I've had my shop, I have not experienced it. In my life of being a bridal stylist, uh, maybe one or two. But, you know, for the most part, I have to brag a little bit. I have to say, for the most part, you know, all of my brides have been pretty, pretty great. That's that's awesome. When you said in in your past, from that experience, was there something that you learned from that that you brought into your business? I you think, know, having that difficult client or whatever, what was it you said, mm, I'm not mm-hmm. doing that? <laughs> I think for me, and I think that this is why I say it's, it's really kind of like very slim, is because the biggest thing, this is, this is you're spending a lot of money, right? Yeah. And there's a lot of emotion, you know, in this industry. And I think the more that you as a stylist, at least understand that, I guess the easier it becomes. Um, And so for me, I just feel like when you really start to just listen um, Mm -hmm. and really hear the frustration and why it's there and how to really get down to the root and solve that, you know, I think that person who technically might have been looked at as a bridezilla, all, all they wanted, they're just, they were just a little frustrated and they yeah. just needed help talking through that. 
Um, And I think that the sooner that you understand that and not um, internalize it or personalize it, the easier it becomes to be able to handle the situation. And I think that that's really what has, has helped me within my business and, and me, you know, doing what I do. Yeah. So listening and compassion, knowing that it's not about you, it's them. And it's, it is an emotional experience. I mean, it's a, it's a big expense, as you said, and you know, they, they are making a huge decision that's going to change their life. So yeah, there's a lot going on for them. So tell me, do you have a price point that you normally, you know, go from high to low? And is that discussed during the consultation? Or is that done once they pick out their dress? Yeah, I was about to say, so we definitely discussed that during the consultation for sure, just so that we're respectful and we're not pulling anything that's really not comfortable for our clients. And then um, we start at 1500, we can go up to about 4,500, 5,000 depends. But again, we only bring things that are comfortable um, and within reason for our uh, brides. And then when you're bringing that to their home, are you bringing other accessories to sell as well? Or do they have to do that on their own? I know you mentioned about the veils, but what about other things? So again, I try to make it as easy as possible. Um, I do have, we do have accessories. So we have our veils, we have headpieces, we have earrings, we have jewelry. So definitely we try to complete the entire package. And where is your van traveling to and from now? Where Where is your location that you most mostly service? Yes. So honestly, I, I, I really do service all over. Right now, um, I want to say we've really kind of stayed within the territory of South Jersey, a little bit of Central, some by the shore. And then we've also been in... Um, Pennsylvania as well, within the Philadelphia area, Bucks County area. Um, So that's really kind of where we've been. Have you ever gotten a request for outside of that area even to fly? No, not yet, but I definitely would be intrigued by that one. (laughs) Yeah, that would cost a little bit because you'd have to bring all those dresses. Although Zoom has changed a lot of things these days. (laughs) That is correct. That is correct. (laughs) So what's next for you for your business? You mentioned second truck, more staff. What's what's beyond that? Honestly, I I still really would like to keep um, everything mobile because that's been a question like, oh, are you going to just stay mobile? I really would like to still keep that. We might um, have an option um, for a studio space, but you know, I think definitely just trying to keep everything so mobile. I would love to be able to, as we expand, you know, maybe get a warehouse, you know, to yeah. be able to house even more dresses and stuff like that. So, yeah. but definitely still within the concept of being mobile, but just adding on to our fleet of vans. Yeah, maybe a pop up location. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the cool thing about those things is that we've actually have done them. We've partnered up with a couple of different stores. There's a local florist who popped up to as well. And they're just great, you know? Um, so then people can really just see us and who we are when we have, um, certain specials going on. Like they're, they're, they're great. Do you have any coming up? Not right now, but we are in the works of hopefully doing something for the end of July. Oh, okay. So that's not too far away. Not too far away. And do you, so you mentioned you partner with Flores. Do you also attend the bridal shows and things like that? 
Yes, I was about to say. So that's really where we get a lot of our clientele from, bridal shows and referrals. Um, And so we do have one that is coming up in August at the Citizens Bank in Philadelphia. Um, But yeah, we try to do at least two to three of those, you know, every every year. Do you find those are successful? You're able to book appointments and secure uh, dresses for these customers? Yes, a hundred percent. I think there's something about, I get, I get, I get very excited at bridal shows. They're just, I don't know <laughs> what it is, but I feed off the energy. They're my thing. And it's awesome because I have my husband there. He is phenomenal with people. Um, and he is just able to put just as much energy as I. And so I think that really attracts people feel a sense of comfort. I notice that a lot. Um, and I think for the right client, yeah, we definitely get bookings from it. Oh, that's awesome. You mentioned your your husband's uh, a big supporter, so that's great. Is there talk about doing anything for the grooms? <laughs> I have been trying to convince him. I'm not oh, there come yet. On. I think you, you just have to push a little bit more, right? <laughs> I've got to do something because I have been trying to convince him and he is really not there yet, but I'm like, you got to do it. I think this would be great. So maybe, <laughs> maybe, yeah. <laughs> And, and working with, you know, your differentiator is that you're mobile, but also working with um, exclusivity with certain designers. Do you also seek out new designers to the scene that, you know, help promote them as well? In a sense of you're talking about dress designers, correct? Yes, dress designers. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yes. There is actually another. And I think another big thing that I like to do, too, with our designers is that I also like to incorporate designers from... Um, a variety of different cultural backgrounds as well. To me, that's really important. And especially within our brand, um, I think it's important to be able to represent so many different people and their backgrounds. Um, wow. Like I think right now we have a Mexican um, American designer. We also have a Ukrainian designer. We are on board soon, hopefully come September to be able to get an African-American designer. So, um, you know, then we also have another American designer. So I think just being able to also have a multitude of different culture backgrounds with these dresses also is pretty exciting. That's very interesting. And so with the ones that are from Mexico and Ukraine, do you find that the traditional dress for that country will be different or is different? Yeah. I was about to say, I think they are different. Um, I think down to the embroidery, even to the, like the style or the types of embroidery that they pull a hundred percent, you can see their, um, their culture, their influence in the dresses, which is pretty cool. That's great. So that kind of broadens your scope for clients who are from that background who want to represent their own country. That's pretty amazing. I love that. If you were to say in one or two words, what would be your true vision or purpose for this business? I would say my purpose behind it is to make people feel comfortable, just happy with themselves and and ease the anxiety behind such a special day. You know, I think because I've been in the industry for so long, I, I really can see how nervous people get doesn't even have to be a body image situation. It's just nerves. You don't know what to expect. It is the 
big, it's a big amount of money that you're dropping. Right. Um, and so what I really, really try to bring to the table is to make everybody just have a really good time and, and let them know, like, no matter what your dress will find you. And I just want them to feel just really comfortable, you know, and happy. And, uh, I, I mean, from, from start to finish, you know, I'm always there with my clients. Holly, what advice can you give somebody who has a vision or a dream and has been mulling it over for a number of years? I mean, you and I both did this during COVID, who would have thought, right? But what advice would you give to somebody who's thinking about, you know what, I have this vision, but I'm a little bit scared. What, what should they be thinking about and doing? Yeah. I mean, I think those nerves, they never go away um, as far as being scared. I mean, seriously, because I feel like there's even different adventures even now, like it's very nerve wracking and scary, but you just kind of have to go for it. Um, I think really just having that confidence and really believing yourself, take that fear and make it into something positive. Okay. I know that this is what scares me. How can I get better at that? And then really go after that. And then make this, you know, idea or this dream happen. So yeah. I think just being able to transition that really, really will help. And you surrounded yourself. I mean, your family is a huge supporter, but other than them, are there business mentors that push you and believe in you and, and keep you going? Yes, there are. Actually, speaking of our floor, our local florist, that has actually, since being open, that's actually really blossomed. Um, you know, she helps me out like a lot and keeps me going. Again, like you said, just having like my family who, you know, who, who are, you know, successful yeah. uh, entrepreneurs and stuff like that, like that really, really helps, you know, being able to see where you have come from and where you can be, you know? Yeah, no, that that's great that you have, you know, solid partners to kind of push you along. And, you know, being an entrepreneur when you're by yourself until you get your team together, it really is kind of lonely sometimes, you know, it's yeah. bouncing ideas off of and, and things like that. Being a stylist for as long as you are, do you call yourself a stylist or do you call yourself a bridal coach? Honestly, I call myself a bridal stylist. I feel like I've never given myself anything <laughs> higher than that. And maybe because I'm just a modest when it comes to stuff like that. I feel like even working for others, you know, people are like, no, Holly, like you're like, you know, a lead stylist. And I'm like, I don't, you know, I don't know. That's just me being modest, you know? And, <laughs> and because I feel like when you're a stylist too, you constantly are always like um, learning, you know, there's... Yeah. There are certain things, yes, that you can now like do loops on, but like there are different situations um, and you're constantly learning and, you know, that's what helps you grow and get better. And yeah, I think that, you know, as an entrepreneur, when you first start out, yeah, you have the experience behind you. You had 13 years, so there was no doubt that you could do this on your, you know, in your own business, but all the other aspects that come with being an entrepreneur, you know, there's that little imposter syndrome, like, oh, can I do this? And, you know, like you said, the marketing and the, you know, you have to do the financing and and your operations and, you know, all those hats that you wear that sometimes you kind of, you know, maybe shy away from, well, I shouldn't be calling myself this, you know, but you are, you know, you are, you, you are the founder and owner. And I think that if you are, walking your brides through this amazing experience, helping them make that, you know, crucial decision for the dress. That is mm-hmm. a little bit of coaching and, and, and being that expert in that field. Yeah. 
I guess you're right on that. <laughs> yeah. So ho- we, we're going to rename it Holly the Bridal Coach. <laughs> I love it. Can you tell the listeners where can we find out more information about you and the company? Absolutely. So you can definitely check us out on our website, www.hollyhollibbridal.com. And of course, follow us on all social platforms. We're on Instagram, we're on TikTok, we're on Pinterest. All of those are the same thing throughout too. You just put at Holly B. Bridal and you'll be able to find us. That's great. And Holly, how soon in advance, if somebody was interested to book an appointment for a fitting or a a consultation, is there a lead time that they need? Um, Honestly, I just say when you're ready, you know, like I said, you know, the majority of our dresses are off the rack. So, you know, if you need a fast turnaround, definitely contact us. If you're looking for something that is made to order, that's going to take about 16 to 18 weeks. So you want to give yourself obviously maybe like two months prior to that as well to start um, trying on. I think it's such a, an interesting and unique idea. I love um, that it's an intimate experience in your home rather than going to the stores and looking at thousands and thousands of dresses and seeing everybody trying on at the same time. It, it can get confusing. So yeah. I think you have something really amazing here. And uh, kudos and congratulations to you for becoming an entrepreneur during a pandemic. It is really quite special. So thanks again for for being here on Heart Inspired. And we wish you all the best. I am going to continue to follow you to see what's next. I I hope to maybe see your truck driving through the town. And I'll be (laughs) cheering you on. So again, thanks so much for being a guest here. Absolutely. Thank you for having us. Tune in next week. Thank you for listening to Heart Inspired. I'm your host, Michelle Delgado. And don't forget to lean in, be heard, and be inspired. This podcast was created by Heartmetrics Consulting, editing and co-produced by David Castle Productions, and co-distributed by Business Travel 360. For more information about Heartmetrics Consulting, visit us at heartmetrics.com. Heartmetrics.com.